Many real estate agents across Australia confidently refer Property Insurance Plus to their clients as they recognise the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client-focused service they deliver. They offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more. Welcome to my PM Collective podcast where I have open and transparent chats with others in the property management industry to talk about real things like mental health, wellness, the job and the struggles. My name is Ashley Goodchild and I've been working in property management for more than 20 years. I am one of the leading BDMs in WA, mum of three and self-confessed workaholic. I'm the owner of Soco Realty and Property Profiling Australia and the founder of the Happy Property Manager online membership. We support property managers all over Australia through mental health awareness and a collaborative style training to become happy property managers through monthly expert training videos and a safe and private Facebook community. To find out more, head over to pmcollective.com.au. today's podcast, I am delighted to have the lovely Alba Gomez with us today, who is going to talk to us about our um, presence and our image and how that can help create trust with our clients. So Alba, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Ashley. So can we start off today with you just introducing yourself to everyone, to all the listeners um, about your, um, your career and what you're doing now? Yes. Okay. So I am originally from Colombia. As the accent already gave me away, I've been living in Australia for the last 17 years. Uh, When I arrived here, I started working as an engineer, which I am, and I work in in Colombia as an engineer. But after being a few years in Australia, I realized that there was a gap in the market that just fit with my skills and my passion. And I decided to start my business. Uh, and I am now a personal brand and presence coach and a speaker, and I focus on helping people really make the most out of who they are, communicate the value they have to bring and they have to offer and helping them stand out and position themselves as a leader of the industry. Excellent. And so can I just clarify, cause I don't know this, um, Personal brand, personal brand and presence coach, which is great. So when sometimes we talk about personal brand, a lot of people just assume social media, but we're not necessarily talking about that today, are we? We're talking about your presence in front of the client. Can you just expand on that a little bit more for me? Absolutely. And there's so many misconceptions about personal brand and there are many approaches. So I'm just going to explain what we, what I focus on and what we're going to be talking about. For me, personal brand and presence can be interchangeable terms because for me, they mean what people think of you when they hear your name. It is your reputation, is the adjectives that a person will use to describe you in a professional and personal setting. And it's what people perceive you, really. So it is, it is expressed through your image, the way you speak, your online presence, and how you communicate with others. So social media is just like an avenue through which you express your personal brand. Yes. So I guess um, on when we've got clients, they generally might see us with our personal branding online, but then it's how we present ourselves to the client that we need to ensure we also get right 
to gain that trust and relationship? Well, yes. And personal branding is all about consistency and trust. So that's why for me, personal branding is all about you and you defining, clarifying and establishing how, who you are and how you want to be perceived by others. And based on that, that you design a strategy on how you're going to communicate it. When you speak to people, when they go to your website, when they talk to you in every single touch point of the communication process. Okay. So where are you seeing, I know that you work with a few real estate agents. Where do you see us getting it wrong when it comes to this? Well, I guess uh, you cannot generalize, but what what I can say from the experience of working with quite a few real estate agents is about realizing how much the trust factor for you in this specific industry that in a way has a little bit of a bad reputation, how important it is to gain the trust from the client and having uh, selling your house or buying a house be one of the top most important things you can do in your life, you will just give that business to a person you absolutely like and trust. So sometimes I think real estate agents can be a little bit more focused on the experience they have and, you know, like really focusing on their technical skills and no, not doing a great work at communicating how as human beings and individuals, they can be trusted and liked by that prospect client. Yeah. And and like we were sort of saying just before, that people will use you if they like you. And like they could, it wouldn't matter what sort of fee that I charged if they don't like me, they're not going to use me anyway. So the likability factor is very, very important. And I think that's probably where I, I've actually heard a few of a few agents getting it wrong. Um, and I'm going to use sort of like examples. I won't use suburbs in Perth because not everyone's from Perth that's listening. But you've got sort of your high-end areas where you probably also need to dress appropriately you can't get away with a certain style in those fancier suburbs but if you were um I once was told about this real estate agent who was very high-end drove a very um you know really nice car dressed very high-end heels all the time but she was actually working in a lower socio area and people there just didn't like her. And it wasn't that she was doing anything wrong. She just, well, she was, but she just wasn't matched with her style to the to the client. And so she ended up moving areas um, and ended up succeeding very, very well just by being aware of that um, presence and the way that she presented herself. And I think that's why, like for me, my, like knowing your clientele is probably, I'm assuming that's one of your biggest things that you focus on as well. Um, But like my clientele is very, um, well, it's different at the moment, but it used to be like mums and dads and a lot of country people. So I could actually get away with being a little bit more casual um, and just very normal because I um, didn't have to dress high-end because that they were my clients and they, um, I think, would feel uncomfortable if I was driving a fancy car and, and dressed, yeah, super-duper nice. Um, so getting that right I think is really important. Absolutely. And actually there is a science to the first impressions. And on first impressions, we we have a term that is related to matching the expectation of the person you're working with. So if you are working, as you said, with people that are going to be 
uh, not just how they dress or their social economic, you know, standard. It's like, what are they expecting from you? If they, you want to be relatable as human beings, we relate to people that are similar to us. You cannot show up at a business meeting in a massive company where everybody's going to be wearing ties and dresses and high heels wearing shorts because that's not going to relate. You're going to lose credibility. Same will happen if you're just going to a company or trying to deal with a person and sell the house of a person who is going to be in a, in a farm. So mm. you want to always dress up for the, what the other person is expected so you can communicate and be relatable. So absolutely, if you want to go for the higher ends, and I have worked with a few real estate in like very boutique specific, super high end, they really need to leave their game with the image and their suits need to be impeccable, their dresses and high heels need to be impeccable, the pen, even the pen they use. The expectation goes to even how clean your car is, how, uh, you know, tidy everything in your um, paperwork that you use. So, and obviously the more the real estate agent is charging in the commission, as you say, it's going to be, if you trust, you will pay whatever, but if you're charging a premium fee, you're going to expect that communication flows that you call that person, that person is going to pick up. So as I said, it's kind of matching the expectation that you have set. And sometimes the expectation is set by the company you work for or the server you work in, or sometimes you can even set the expectations at the beginning. Yeah, it reminds me of like when I go out for dinner and when I go out for dinner and I go to a really expensive restaurant, I have a definitely a high standard when it comes to the service and the food quality. Um, and even with the wine, I always think, oh, well, it's a good restaurant. They're not going to have bad wine on their, their menu. So it doesn't really matter what I pick. Exactly. Um, but if I go to a cheap, um, cheap restaurant, like a cheap sort of Chinese restaurant, I have some had some of my best meals there as well, but my expectations are also lower. I don't care that the food comes out as it's cooked because I'm only paying $15 a dish and my expectations are a lot different. Do I have a good experience at both? Absolutely. Do I put both of them at the top of my favorite, you know, restaurants? Absolutely. But I do have different expectations. Um when it comes to it. So exactly, exactly. And we attach expectation to a price point too. So yes. that is really important to remember. And, and, and that's actually, yeah, I really love that because um, in property management, like with fees, I think you do have to be careful a lot because people worry that if they put high fees on, um, on their fee schedule, that it will turn people away. It won't necessarily turn people away. Some people, like it's like, um, let me think of an example. Um, I mean, it's like a Louis Vuitton bag, isn't it? Like you don't, people don't mind paying a premium for a bag, but they expect that quality that goes with it. So if I bought a handbag at Kmart, um, that's okay. But if it only lasts me six months, I don't actually really care. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, and you get the same with the cheaper service. If you have a cheaper, um, sorry, cheaper fee schedule, people don't mind, but hopefully they don't actually expect as much as well, or there may be a little bit more relaxed when it comes to the systems and procedures. So Exactly. And that is what personal branding does. It creates and sets that expectation for your clients. So when they actually come and work with you, they know what to expect. And not just in a price point sense. It's just that they will get a sense 
of who you are as an individual, as a business, and what can they expect from you, the type of service, the type of communication, the type of price, all of those elements. So that's why personal branding is all about you as an individual owner of the business who are setting up that impression. And then how good are you at communicating who you are and what you stand for so when the expectation happens, it matches reality. That creates trust and trust creates success and, you know, bottom line results and all those things. Yeah. And, and actually that that's really great because that's sort of, um, I think with expectations that we can either verbalize expectations and let the client know what to expect from our service. Um, and maybe if you were a mediocre agency, absolutely, you would explain that. But um, there's also like what you said, an implied expectation, which is um, what people are just expecting from you. You don't even have to explain yourself, but if I'm paying that fee, I'm expecting this service. You haven't told me that, but I'm expecting that because of the way you look and the fee I'm paying. So there's the implied expectation and then the um, advised expectation, I guess. Yes. And it is your job as the person who is communicating and selling the service to communicate very clearly what that expectation is. And that's what you do when you verbalize it or when you write your stories on your website or on your social media. So then when people come and experience you, they have that, uh uh-huh, yes, this is exactly what I expected, then I can trust you. Correct, absolutely. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, Top three things that you would work on. So do, I mean, do people actually like, do people call and say, I am a real estate agent and I'm trying to crack into this area um, and it's a high end and I want to make sure that I am presenting my best foot forward. Um, can you help me? Is that sort of how people come oh, about? They want to make, they're more, more, more clear with it. Like I want to increase my sales by okay. X amount. So I want, how can I be, put my best foot forward so I can secure the business? So yes, that okay. pretty much is what I hear. <laughs> okay, no, no, that's cool. I just, I, because I haven't, this is new to me, I haven't sort of, I, I don't know how people yes. would first like realize that they need one, I guess. So, okay, so to know whether you need a personal coach would be um, if you are yeah, wanting to increase my sales, I'm wanting to take it to the next level with my, my presence, um, how can I tweak my personal branding to, um, to get to that stage? So, which is absolutely imperative. Like it literally would probably, I think, be the first thing that anybody should look at, um, if they have these thoughts of, um, taking, um, taking things to the next step. This is definitely the first thing to get right. Um, what are the top three things that you would work on with the client first? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's wonderful sponsor is Property Assist WA. Shannon and her team are really committed to assisting property managers' workload by assisting them with outsourcing services like routine inspections, final bond inspections and property condition reports. Keep your property managers doing what they love and outsource the things they don't to a company that thrives on positive feedback and guarantees a premium personalised service with a smile. The vision of Property Assist WA is to make a difference to the quality and perception of property managers, enabling you to keep your clients happy whilst improving the efficiency of your staff. Well, it's it's a lot, so I'm going to try to put it like in the most uh, sustained way. Okay, the first thing that is really important, and I always have a conversation face-to-face or either in Zoom because I work with clients all over the world. I talk to them so I can see them speaking and communicating. So it's understanding how people actually perceive you. 
So I give them very direct feedback because after I have spoken to a person for more than 20 minutes, I can kind of start making my assessment. So it's really giving them feedback. So you really need to understand how people how people are actually perceiving you because there is very likely that how you think you are perceived is very different to how people perceive you. When we close this gap, you just, you know, you, you're, you're tapping into something very special. So understand how you are perceived. Second of all, I think that one of the most important things we need to, to, to dive deep into is, is our strengths and our weaknesses. Really have crystal clear clarity on your current mindset and how you see yourself and what do you think are your biggest strengths and what are your biggest weaknesses because they are all what makes you, what makes you you and unique. And really owning it because we, you know, we all want to be our best. We all want to pretend this is not happening. We know we're good at this, but we, we kind of go a little bit in avoidance with what we actually know is, is the part of us that is not working as well or that doesn't come to us as, as a strong. So it's really actually embracing who you are as an individual or as a personal brand or business within, within the, the, the business that you have. And understanding that they, even though you acknowledge them or not, people will notice them. So then, then again, it's kind of like a process of self-awareness. But from you with you, the first one was understand how people perceive you. And I think the third one is learning to understand, really learning and understanding that technical skills are important. But in business, we are dealing with people we like and trust. So how you communicate, how you share your story or the story of your business, how you show up every day as an individual is going to be way, way more important than any of the technical skills you have. So how can you just go? I hate calling the terms of skills, but I have to go back and find like a new one. I haven't been able to find one, but really understanding that the process of communications is relationships. Sorry, the process of business is relationship and it happens based on communication. So up your body language, up your skills in how you communicate, who you are and the, 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 the value you have to offer. And while you do that, you know, I can guarantee I have seen it so many times. You, you will really transform the results you're getting, not just uh, in getting more money, because obviously we all want to be productive with our businesses, but it's the reward, the reward you get the great dealings you have day to day, you are more confident, you are more clear, and you have an ability to enjoy more what, what you do because you are honing onto your strengths and working on your weaknesses. Yeah, perfect. And I am just sort of thinking about it and sort of relating it back to a property manager or a BDM and I'm sort of just thinking of like little hints and little tips um, to, I guess, one of the biggest um, problems that some agents will find is the fee negotiation. They go into a new business appointment and they don't want to negotiate on their fees, but a client asks, are your fees negotiable? And the aim of the game is to get to a position where that question's not asked um, because it doesn't need to be asked. And I think that, of course, making sure you're presented well for every new management um, is important. But 
probably also the way you communicate with a client before that appointment. So if you do set, if you are going high end and you set some formal processes in place, um, like confirmation of the appointment, maybe it's a calendar invite for the appointment. Um, it's it could be a pre pre listing pack um, or a pre management pack that you drop off. But all of those little steps. Uh, prior to that meeting and then when you meet them and you're also looking um, really great and um, in line with the client that you're meeting, hopefully you get to a position where the fee negotiation isn't asked, it's not important and it's not relevant to the appointment um, because of all those steps that you've taken prior with communication and then backing it up with your presence. So that would be my tip to property managers and BDMs. Uh, when when seeing clients, um, realise the importance of taking those steps. And I will add to that, which is completely perfect. I will add to that is having taken the time to build a relationship. Because if you have built the relationship and that person already likes you and trusts you, they're not going to be shopping around. They're not going to be bargaining on $10, $50. So it's taking the time to to really having made them feel special, to get to know them, to, con- to communicating at their level, to understand their needs and having made sure you have met them to answer all of the questions. So that part of the communication process is so important. You back that up with being organized, looking the part, then you're winning. Like it's, you know, there's no, no brainer. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And um, last question for you, what happens... Um, and do you ever see um, business branding and companies that aren't in line with the person? So hypothetically, let's say that um, you've got an agent that really wants to sell million-dollar-plus properties or a, a BDM that really wants to target the $1,000-plus-per-week property, um, but the branding of the business is not... Um, in line with what you're trying to do is is it important do you just move companies do you not worry about it and just concentrate on your personal presence what sort of advice would you give someone who felt that the I mean of course you can leave no one you know is a tree but like are there any ways that you could balance the business brand and your personal brand to achieve what you're wanting well, I think, yeah, that, that, uh, that question can have many answers as well. But yeah. I guess you know how it is. And let's just think about, and in this case, Perth, you know the name of a real estate agency and you immediately in your brain associate a, a price tag to it pretty much. Yes. So, the, and a sober sometimes, like specific. So if you are really out of the bracket as an individual, out as in way higher than what the brand has established in the market is going to be really hard for you. Even if your personal brand is incredible, it's going to take a lot of work, but it's possible. So I think that is a question that you have to ask yourself when you're joining a company, if this is within the limits that you want to grow. And let's say if it's completely out of it, you can move to the next company and, you know, try again. But what you could do if you want to stay within the company and gain all the experience or, you know, do the most that you can do out of yourself and the opportunity that you are being given, you can definitely kind of not ignore what the the business brand is, but just put it to the side and focus on how you as an individual can provide the best value, can bring the best present can have the best communication 
can follow through with what you say you're going to do. And then that will definitely will help you go as far as the business brand will allow you to go in a way. Yeah, perfect. Oh, that's really, really great tips. I think um, that it's really great for property managers and BDMs and business owners to have a reminder um, of, of the importance of those things. And I know that myself, I can sometimes get quite complacent. Um, I have actually have a joke in my office that sometimes I just run in the office just to do a couple of things. And I'm really casual, like, like really, really casual. And every time I do that, a new business inquiry comes through the front door. And I always, I now make a joke of it to the new client that comes through the front door and say to them, like, Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, I'm sure this is part of my marketing plan. Every single time I come into the office dressed inappropriately for work, I have a new client that comes through the door and here you are. And, you know, and I sort of make a bit of a joke about the fact that I am absolutely not presented for a new business appointment. But um, I, I just share that because I can get very complacent with the, the, my, my personal brand and the way that I, I show up. And I think that if, um, if everyone just steps it up a notch, it's also a good reflection for the, your peers, um, your staff, your um, um, employers and employees and colleagues to also meet that level, I think, as well. So it's um, important, yeah, the, the complacency. We don't find complacency. We show up as a job um, every single day. Yeah, and I guess if you if it happens, as you said, because really, obviously, your skills and what you know and how you treat people are so important, it's good that you make it like a joke and then you do your best to push that first impression with what you do have a hand and then make a joke about the rest. But yeah, yeah I guess it's kind of understanding that first impression happen. They do happen and they happen with what people sense of your energy, how you're dressed, and they happen in an instant. And they might not be the real you in a situation or because of how you dress or the stress you have the day. So then you just really need to reset yourself. And even if you're not in the best attire or in the best day of your life, remember that that first impression is going to wait a lot, especially in the real estate industry. So just bring your best self in the best possible that you can then. And then obviously I always say, step it out. We have one life only. Not There's no and a standard of a specific, it's not aiming for perfection. It's just show up in a way that you feel proud to bring who you are to the world. Love it. Love it. Alba, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, I know that you do in-house training, which I think would be fantastic um, for real estate teams, and you also do one-on-one coaching. So what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? So they can go to my website. That is Alba Gomez, my full name altogether.com.au. And then you will find there all my social media, social media links and email and phone number. I love chatting to people and see how can maybe answer some questions or bring some value to their personally or their businesses. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'll um, talk to you soon. Thank you for having Bye. me. Bye. No worries. Bye. ONTAP Plumbing and Gas covers all Perth areas from Mandurah to Two Rocks and has a team of plumbing, drainage and hot water experts.
They have an amazing reputation for their excellent service and quality workmanship on time, every time. And it is easy to see why they are a favourite to many Perth property managers. Whether you just need some friendly advice or an obligation-free quote, look no further than on-tap plumbing and gas. 